Okay, so this is Paula here, and I've been mulling around the idea of the grieving process. You know, for me, grieving takes on so many hats. Um, there's lots of things these days to grieve. And people actually losing people, uh, or even just knowing that people are disappearing is reason enough to um, have grief. But the thing that sometimes is kind of confusing is if there's no loss of a physical body, um, then sometimes it's really hard to know that you're grieving and, you know, right, what's the right thing to do to honor this grieving moment? And these aren't like really horrible things to think about. These are really important things to think about because if you're born, and especially in yoga we think this way, inevitably you're going to disappear. Call it what you will. You're born, you inhale, and if you exhale and don't inhale again, boom, somebody's going to be grieving. You could be grieving on the other side. But we'll talk about grieving from this side in any case. And there's something called ambiguous loss, something that I've been thinking about now. But there's there's no closure. Um, there's no marker. Like usually if somebody dies, um, there's a funeral, there's rituals that take place, at least in the past, that's what happened. People gathered, you went to someone's house, you had food, you talked about their life, you know, and there was a, a suitable marker, let's say, for closure. And then grief, once everybody left, you know, you'd be dealing with grief in your own way, processing it for days, months, years. You know, some people still to this day my dad grieves the loss of his wife, who he was married to and would have been married to for 60-something years. You know, his high school, his childhood sweetheart. So he still grieves when he thinks of her. And so there's no right time to grieve. There's no right time to end grieving. And once you accept the fact that it's part of living... You know, it makes grieving, like, a lot easier. You know it's going to pass, and the sun will come out again. You know, how long the sun comes out, we don't know. Um, but at least you can create that permission for yourself to grieve. And ambiguous loss is kind of the loss that's happening now. There's the loss of, you know, the way life used to be before we were isolated. Um, the loss of even, you know, not being able to see someone's smile or someone's teeth or someone's facial expressions. Um, the loss of close proximity. The loss of a massage. A yoga class in a studio. Walking in a park with other people. A gathering in church. You know, these are all like losses that don't really have markers because there's no funeral. But we have feelings inside of us and 
if you have feelings like that, you, you don't want to discount them. You want to really look at them, you know, honor them, write about it, talk about others who are in the same boat as you are, who are willing to talk about it, share your feelings, share, you know, what you're experiencing. That is so, so helpful. Because in yoga, we know that if we don't look at issues, if we don't understand where issues are arising from, then they're going to keep coming back to haunt us, more or less. So we want to look at the root of it. And by grieving now, you'll become healthier. Think of it that way. It's a layer that won't go hidden underneath a million thousand other layers. You're, you're addressing it now before it dives deep. And who knows what uncovered feelings. Who knows what these uncovered feelings can lead to later on. I mean, we do know that disease doesn't happen like right now. Usually disease has been forming for a while. And in Ayurveda, we look to find the root of the disease, not just looking at the symptom, symptom of it in the moment. And so some of these roots that could take hold would be unresolved grief, for instance. Because we're living in, you know, the COVID times, there is a lot of grief that's not being addressed right now. And for me personally, I think a lot of the anger and violence that comes out is from a frustrated grieving process, a grieving of a loss. In some cases, the loss definitely warrants a physical body um, disappearing because some people have lost loved ones, uh, neighbors, friends, and as an empath, just knowing that people are dying creates grieving. You don't even have to know them, know their name. Just hearing the numbers can trigger grieving. And so if we don't grieve properly, it can push other emotional buttons, such as frustration, impatience, anger, depression, uh, violence, and, you know, I'm not a psychologist, and I only know in looking at myself what happens when I stuff emotions and I don't let things come up to the surface and explore them. You know, in yoga, that's the study of yourself, svadhyaya. It's one of actually one of the ten tenets of the philosophy of yoga is studying yourself, you know, asking myself, well, why am I crying? Uh, why am I angry? What's underneath it? What's what's fueling it? What's what's driving it? So I believe in really exploring all of that. I don't do it in a psychiatrist's office, although it's perfectly fine to do that too. But I tend to do a lot of self-study, and I've made a ton of mistakes. So I definitely have looked many times to find out, well, you know, why do I keep repeating that behavior? Well, what's, what's that about? It's really good to ask yourself questions. And 
I think it's helpful. I know it's helpful for me. And so later on um, this week, or actually Monday, I'm going to be interviewing someone and hearing her perspective of the grieving process, uh, what, what, how she deals with it as a woman. How is it affecting her? What is she doing about resolving issues of ambiguous grief um, or frozen grief or anticipatory grief, you know? And so we'll be talking to Jacqueline Collins-Spain on Monday. So anticipatory grief, different than ambiguous um, grief or loss, is more about knowing what will happen. So anticipatory grief could be, we've got COVID, a lot of states have opened up, not wearing masks, not keeping six feet apart, people hanging out on streets, uh, going into restaurants, you know, really happy to get out of the house, out of their apartments. It's understandable, right? But knowing that, we also know that something is going to happen. And in knowing that something will happen, and we can't really control those people without masks and without social distancing in a correct manner, kind of develop this grief. It's almost like fear. It's like, oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And right now the numbers are coming in that everyone that's loosened the rules, so to speak, the disciplines, the tapas, um, the numbers are going up. And so right now we're in anticipatory grief. We know that something is happening and something will happen. And so it's good to take measures. If we can't control our neighbor or the rest of the world or our town or our state, we can control ourselves and we can discern and think for ourselves what is the best course of action for me and my family? So those are some of the things that we're talking about. And as I said about yoga, I, I learned about living and understanding the art of dying through Buddhist studies, where dying was a beautiful thing. And I've been surrounded by a lot of death since I've been a child, and I feel quite comfortable in that realm. Don't ask me why. Maybe it's just something I've come in with. Uh, I feel comfortable. I feel comfortable more with the dying than I do sometimes with the living, especially nature, you know, watching the destruction of a forest, watching... Um, a fox who has rabies die, watching a bird who has ended its life, you know, it's reached its maximum life capacity and watching it pass away, or a little bird that fell out of a nest, you know, and really just honoring that life, om mani padmi um, and creating a marker for that animal, for that plant, for that tree. It's something that I do. I do it quietly and silently, uh, but every life is worth honoring and creating a memory for. 
And we don't know what's happening in the bigger picture of the world with species dying and making way for species that will yet to be born. Um, in yoga too, we're, we're taught that the exhale can come and maybe no inhale follows. And we don't know when that's going to be. Nobody knows. We could inhale, we come in when we're born on an inhale, and our breaths are precious, 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 precious. Every single breath is a precious gift. So I was taught early on how to live in this world and not always be downtrodden and depressed because of a death, a death by a family member, um, a child that wasn't born and still birth. I've had three brothers um, who've died that way. And I've watched the depression in the family because of things like that of back in the 50s. You know, nobody really talked about those kinds of things. There were a lot of secrets. And it wasn't until my late 40s that I actually had a conversation with my mom uh, about how many births she had, you know, I didn't even know. I didn't even know when I was younger that I could have had brothers, you know, and why was she so depressed when she came home? And she talked about it. She didn't talk about it much, but she did share. And my dad as well shared. And it must have been a terrible thing for them to keep everything such a secret, you know, and back then there were no markers, so it was an ambiguous loss. They weren't given uh, the remains of the birth. Uh, there was no official funeral. There was no um, gathering. And, and, and so that created a lot of, for my mom, a lot of depression, a lot of sadness. And so another good reason why I really honor the grieving process. I think it's a beautiful thing and it's an honor. And whenever we can come together as a community to help someone uh, grieve and hold a sacred container for them to, to do what they have to do in the grieving process, it's a beautiful thing. It's something that as a living being, we can offer those who are acknowledging the dying. So until next Monday, maybe come up with some questions that you might have, and I look forward to hanging out with you then. Namaste.